0: Welcome to the Small Business Surgeon Podcast, the show where we dissect the businesses of top producers, examine their growth strategies, and share with you the bare bones of their success. I am your host, Samuel Smith, and I'm glad you're here. Let's operate. Hey, guys, what's up? Welcome to this week's episode of the Small Business Surgeon. It is Friday, Friday, December 10th. Good Lord. How did we get that deep into the year? It feels like it's just flown by. Anyway, this is um, Friday Fire, episode forty-five. I'm your host Sam. I'm the small business surgeon, and uh, today we're going to do something a little bit, uh, a little bit different. Um, before we do, I want to remind you guys of the uh, <clears throat> the required fee for the show. Uh, I don't charge for the show. We don't want ads on the show. None of that stuff. What I ask is that if you get any value of, out of this today, if you hear something you like that you agree with, or that makes you smile, or laugh, or makes you think, or makes you annoyed even. Uh, talk about it. Post it out on your social media. Do me a favor. Give us a share. Uh, write a comment or two. Maybe leave a review. And it's the, uh, the feedback and the comments that help us grow the show. So uh, I really do appreciate you guys. Um, anyway, moving into the show, man. Um, today, we're going to do something a little bit different. What we did... Oh, maybe two months ago, on the uh, the Small Business Surgeon Facebook page, was open a a thread and ask for messages, messaging questions for uh, for podcast content. So I've got three questions here that got submitted to us, or to me, I guess. <laughs> And uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to read them out. I'm going to answer them. Now, these were sent in uh, to me by Matthew uh, Maddie Maddie Matt, one of the production assistants over at the Texas Media Foundry. So I've not read these. Um, I'm going to read them out on air right now. And then I am going to, uh, to answer them off the cuff. Uh, so totally unscripted. All right. First question. Two years ago, I thought college was the perfect path for what I wanted to do. I got into the aerospace engineering program and I'm excelling. I'm starting to think college isn't meant for me. Hmm. Okay, on the side, I stream on Twitch. Okay, I'm starting to gain a serious enough following to be able to support myself. If I drop out of school and pursue this full time, I'll be doing what I love. But if I stay in school, I'll have the security of a higher education. I 'm worried if I stay in school i 'll miss my chance to become a full time content creator. How should I approach this to make a decision i won 't regret? Oh, that's a good one that comes from uh, <clears throat> that comes from Kane, who's a college student here at a& m All right, so it just it just depends oh, there's a few different variables here, but really it depends on how long you 've got left to finish your degree. Now I make no bones about the fact that i think um college is overpriced and that education though is and continuing education is the most important thing in the world um knowledge is the one thing that can never be uh never be taken from you you know it's the one asset that you can always build and man you see aerospace engineering is a very 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 intense degree program so may it may not be for you um, but you know if you've got two semesters left, i'm going to tell you stick it out, so I don't know how long you've been in college that you said two years ago you thought it was the perfect path, but if you're close to finishing mate, I would finish it out honestly, I would because they can't take that degree away from you um if you're not close to finishing if you're two or three years from finishing then then yeah um. I'm going to base this answer on if 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 you're more than a few semesters from finish, and I really man, I really want to say that I would I would absolutely push to finish school, I would. Um, but if it's making you miserable and it's not what you're passionate about, and you have decided that after a couple of years of study you really don't want a career in aerospace engineering, um, maybe it is okay to switch. What I would look at doing though is I don't know enough about the uh, American education system uh, to be perfectly honest with you. But maybe you've got some college credits that would transfer to a different college and let you do some sort of different degree. And instead of an intense degree, maybe uh, maybe just take a few hours of classes each semester and then keep uh, working on your Twitch and on your streaming and on that kind of stuff. Is there something educational that would fold in to what it is that you're trying to stream about? You know, can you go and learn graphic design? It says here, I'll miss my chance to become a full-time content creator. It says that's what you're worried about. You won't ever miss a chance to become a full-time content creator. Um, the content creation space in the, in the internet is still relatively new. It's still, believe it or not, in its infancy. And, you know, Twitch streams and YouTube channels and all that stuff is only going to grow more and more in the future as as people realize that they can make their own entertainment. I mean, just look at podcasts and how they've uh, absolutely exploded over the last 10 years. So I wouldn't worry that you'd miss your chance to become a content creator. No. Um, What I would do is I, I would probably split my time between a less intensive degree Uh, but stay in school, but maybe drop down to just a few hours of classes a semester. I think it's important that if you've got the chance to go to school and you're already in there, if you can just like grit your teeth and just keep going, uh, just do the work and get it knocked out. But if your class load is half of what it is, that means you can dedicate all of that class time that you were in class. If you're going to be honest with yourself and actually do the work, you can dedicate that class time to streaming as well. You see, so let's say you were doing... 12 hours a semester you know drop down to six and then you've got all the extra time to uh, to start gaining support and gaining traction on your twitch streams because even if right even if you make a just ungodly amount of money streaming on twitch which which some of these guys do even if you make an ungodly amount of money you're still going to want to continue getting educated Um, You may not want your degree program that you're in, but you're going to want to get educated on how to make better quality videos, how to do better audio, how to edit, how to produce. And then also you're going to want to get educated on the financial side of running your own business, because essentially that's what it would be. Um, You're going to want to get educated on investing and putting that money to work for you as well, because, uh, you know, Twitch might be around forever. But more than likely, when you hit a lick of success like that, it will come and it will stick around for 18 months to you yeah. know, three years and, and then it will dry up. And you need to take that fire that that success sets fire to and you need to keep stoking that and keep moving it into different, uh, different avenues, man. Um, so yeah, I, I would try your best, mate, to get through school and uh, maybe change that degree program up maybe lighten your workload a little bit and just put a little more time into your streaming as well. And I think, uh, I think you can get the best of both worlds. All right. So hope, uh, hope that one helped. All right. Uh, let's have a look. Next question. Hi, Sam. I'm Carrie, a single mom with a three-year-old daughter. I've been working as a front desk clerk at a local hotel for a while now. I've had an interest to start my own business for a while now. I did read that correctly but i'm not sure how safely how to safely approach this okay all right yeah i see i'm willing to put in the work but i'm scared to lose the income put my family in jeopardy yes completely understand are there any low risk ways to get started with having my own business yes yes there are man um when i first started was having to balance a job with business um I started out as an affiliate sending traffic on the internet to different companies to help sell their products. Um, So what I would do is I would go on Facebook, I would put some adverts out, I would send the links to landing pages, um, build mailing lists from the people that filled out their information and then mail them over and over to try to sell them affiliate products. And that was relatively low risk, but that, that maybe there's so many little things that you can do without jeopardizing your current position. So you've got a daughter, right? And she's three. So that's a fair, fairly labor intensive, uh, uh, household that you've got there, my, my dear. So, um, you know, you're going to want to keep your job and keep your household and keep your daughter and keep your schedule like it is. So having your own business is going to be a long-term commitment where you look at your schedule now and you are very honest with yourself and you take an honest appraisal of your day and of your habits and of your rhythms and what it is you're doing. And if you start to account for all of your time, it's called a time study, believe it or not, it's one of the first things I take uh, business clients through. But if you can start to account for your time in 15-minute time blocks and really dial in where uh, where you're spending time and where you're losing time, you'll find that there's there's probably, even with a little one, there's probably a couple of hours a day that are not being utilized. And you know, some people would look at it like, well, that's my TV time or that, that's my, my quiet time or, or whatever. But you've got to decide what the most important thing is. And, uh, you know, my dear, if you want to be a single mom um, and just keep being a single mom, then you, you know, same income and stuff. You keep doing what you're doing. But by even asking me the question, it's, it's clear that you've got the drive um, to get out there and do something different. And that drive is what's going to keep you going when you're starting your two hours of work for business at nine o'clock at night after your baby's laid down and asleep in but those are the only 2 hours you've got to start developing your website or start working on a product um you know realistically just starting out i would look at is there something that you can make and sell 10 times a day on the internet for $10 profit each time that's a simple how do i make $100 in profit every day so the chances are it'll be a $20 item and it'll cost you $10 to make and you make ten dollars profit per item, but do you buy the manuf- the the item from a wholesaler? Do you invent the item? Do you manufacture it, or you know, is it something that you make on your own? Are you crafty, or whatever? I mean, there's just there's so many options of what you can do here. But the the biggest thing is really not rocking the boat on your job and making sure that you do that time study that we talked about, because the most important thing in your life is your little girl, and then it's gotta be your job, so you've gotta wait to support your little girl, and then we need to look at side hustles. So you're trying to carve out that one to two hours a day um, that's not gonna affect your job and not gonna affect your daughter. You've got It's a very delicate balance starting um, a little business, and the best way to safely approach it is uh, is to spend as little money as possible whilst, uh, whilst not rocking the boat at your current job and just try to find things. I mean, like Etsy's a really great platform for selling stuff on, eBay still works. Um, Facebook Marketplace, like it's free to advertise on there. You know, I've got a buddy, he's got a, uh, a little uh, 3D printer and it was a few hundred bucks and he just makes keychains and crazy stuff out of 3D printer and, and resin. And you can buy the keychain parts at Hobby Lobby, you can 3D print them, and you can charge, you know, 15, 20 bucks for keychains. Little stuff like that that you can do at night after uh, after your little girl's laid down and gone to sleep. You know, so there's all kinds of options, but my biggest advice here is uh, is slice up your day, figure out where that time's gonna come from. Do not take up time from your daughter And do not jeopardize your current job and just do it one little step at a time and uh, you'll be fine you'll get on really well all right we've got time for one more of these questions okay hey sam i've been running a custom print shop out of my garage although she probably wrote garage i'm not sure i've got too many orders to handle that that is a good problem and uh, it's gotten to the point where i've decided that i'm going to have to hire my first employee that's okay so this is gonna be a tricky question all right i'm really excited but also nervous as heck as heck who says heck <laughs> how do i even start to bring on an employee how will i know they will be on my team because they love the craft rather than just for a check oh that's a loaded question there's, there's a few parts to this question um how do i even start to bring on an employee And how will I know they'll be on my team for the love of the craft rather than just for a check? I mean, a lot of that depends on what you're paying. Um, There's a lot of people that work for a check that do jobs that uh, they're okay with, but they don't really love. So I'll tell you a little bit about how to get around that. But first, let's backtrack. How do I even start to bring on an employee? Oh, boy. I would imagine that being a solopreneur, you have nothing set up as far as payroll, or taxes or any of that kind of stuff. I'd imagine you're just running this with your accountant. So the first thing to do uh, would be to talk to your accountant um, and get some guidance from them because I am like not that dude. I pay a uh, bookkeeper and I pay an accountant and I pay a consultant and they keep me straight and my bookkeeper does the day to day, my accountant does the heavy lifting. I don't mess with payroll. I uh, I gave a digital signature to my uh, to my bookkeeper, and he does all of that. But I don't recommend this. But when I first started out, I would 10.99 people, and just pay them by check and be like, here, this is all I got. It's 10.99. But the 10.99 and the um, subcontractor rules got. Significantly tightened by the IRS since I used to do that, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it. It, It's, it's tricky because how do you start to bring on one employee? There is quite a bit of cost involved, so you might want to, you might want to lean on friends and family for a little bit and pay them however you can pay them and keep a track of it. But lean into your network and see if you can get to come help because is it a flash in the pan that you've got too many orders to handle or do you think you're going to have a consistent amount of work because one of the worst things you can do is hire an employee thinking you've got a bunch of work and then they do all the work and then you've got no more work so you've got to be really careful about is it too too quick and there's often a little bit of sputtering where you really have to do the job of three employees before you can hire one so you have to like you have to really be stretched. You want to leave as much cash in your business as, uh, as possible. I mean, not for tax reasons, but for, for capital and for growth reasons. You want to keep your expenses as low as possible. And so you also want to remember when you when you bring on an employee, you're going to have to pay payroll taxes and all that other good stuff that the, uh, the IRS takes out of your check as well. So for every dollar you spend, I think it costs about 27 cents. Um, as the bill. So, for if, if I'm paying you ten dollars an hour, I got to budget twelve and change. So I just round it up. I budget thirteen in my head. Sorry. If so, if I'm paying you ten an hour, I, I budget thirteen, just because that's what the taxes eat up. So remember, if you're starting a guy at ten bucks an hour at forty hours a week, it's going to cost you just over five hundred bucks a week. Um, there's, there's that extra money. So make sure that. You've got the uh, you've got the volume to do it, and the first thing you should do when you hire, I don't know if you've got company core values yet. You probably don't. There's there's I'm gonna have to go quick because we're on um, Friday Friday Fire, and um, yeah, I don't, I don't, man, there's so much to this. But assuming you want to do this the way I do it you would establish company core values, which right now with just you would be, you know, your core values. And then through the hiring process, you find people that align with those core values. So the more they your core values they align with, the more it is like working with somebody that would make the same decisions as you in your stead. You'll know that they'll love the craft um, if you find them, in a place where people that love that craft are hanging out. That's about the only way you can guarantee it is you don't recruit from Craigslist, right? You're gonna wanna recruit people that are already in good positions and you're gonna wanna attract them. So, man, the first thing I do is make sure all your ducks in a row, make sure you're utilizing every last little bit of your time that you can and stretching yourself and your productivity and make sure that you've got everything running as smoothly as possible with your own processes down. Because the first thing you don't want to do when you hire somebody is train them what to do. You can't keep that training shit up in your head. At some point before you hire them, you're going to have to go through every process that you want them to do and actually create an operating system for each process. Right? Now, my advice is... With just two of you, you can't pick and choose and just do all the jobs you love and give the jobs you don't like to the other person. Right now, you've got to do the monetary valuation on what it is you're doing. When you get a little bit further along, you'll be able to do the which seat in the bus we're we going to put these guys in and where do they go. But you're talking like one employee, right? So you're going to do the monetary valuation placement so you know what tasks to give them. And basically, you look at the tasks you do and if it's a task that's a learned skill set that can only be done by you, or is it a task that is a common skill set that can easily be done and trained by either of you? Right? And it doesn't matter what you like to do, put as, you know, standardize as many of the common and easy to teach tasks as possible. Those are your low value tasks, those are your low dollar tasks, those are the tasks that you should give to your 10 and $15 an hour employees while you focus on at your level with one employee, you focus on the twenty to fifty dollar an hour tasks. You're not far enough along to be focused on the you know ten thousand dollar an hour tasks, but you can certainly focus on the you know twenty dollar and fifty dollar an hour tasks and push all the ten dollar an hour tasks down to the uh, down to the employees there or employee there below you. But like, man, if I could tell you anything about hiring your first employee, it would be just a hold off. Stretch, hit your limits, lean on your friends and family. Like, if I see a buddy of mine and he's like, "Man, I just, I just set up an apparel company, dude, and I've got two thousand orders I got to get shipped out. Can I give you a couple of hundred bucks to come weigh in this weekend?" Fuck, absolutely. You know, so you'd be surprised, uh, Celine. You'd be surprised, my dear, at how many people will reach out for that kind of help, and that will allow you to just keep going a little bit longer and control those expenses a little bit. And then, uh, yeah, talk to your... uh, You're going to have to start interviewing this. Uh, If you're local in town, there's several good um, accountants uh, and bookkeepers in my BCS Business Owners and Entrepreneurs Facebook group. Um, If you are not local, I can't see where you're from on this, but if you're not local and you want to do remote, um, Trevor and Kale at uh, Easier Accounting... um, God, I can't remember their website, but easier accounting. Just look it up. Those guys are remote and they can give you um, all the advice you need. They've actually got a podcast called Real Business Owners. It's uh, They're very good podcasters too, but they're a part of the Apex group and they would be able to hook you up. So I hope that helped all of you guys. Uh, Celine with your, uh, your, your your print shop and Carrie with your new business and uh, Kane with quitting School. And uh, yeah, don't... Uh, don't quit school yet mate but even if you do quit school never stop educating yourself and that goes for the rest of you all right that's it from me for this evening uh, i am out of here and i will be back as usual on monday we've got a full-length interview on monday and you know i'm not sure who it's featuring because last week uh we had to juggle some stuff so justin schooner could get put in in time for an event that he was doing because he wanted to promote his event. So I uh, had to shuffle that and I, I didn't update my uh, my log on my phone. So it's going to be a surprise for me as well. But uh, you're tuned in Monday. we got a full length interview. And again, if you're uh, like this, do me a favor, uh, share the show. And actually, if you really want to support us, we've got some wicked new t-shirts over on the website. It is the small business surgeon Dot com and then just click on the store there and you can check out our new shirts. All right, you'll be good. Stay safe. Have a great weekend and I will see you guys Monday. Peace. This has been the Small Business Surgeon Podcast. If you've made it this far, you clearly like it. So go on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. This helps people find the show and spread the good word. Share with friends and follow us at Small Business Surgeon on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll see you for your follow up next week. The Small Business Surgeon was recorded at Texas Media Foundry in historic downtown Bryan, Texas. Check them out at txfoundry.com or on social media at txfoundry. Thanks for tuning in.